Hey, what's good, fam? It's Kyle Henderson and Andrew. Well, my goodness, it's been like one thing after another as we continue to get you prepared for week one of the college football season. I can't believe it's finally here. You got Alabama taking on Missouri this weekend from Columbia, Missouri. Uh, kickoff is at 6 p.m. TV is ESPN. Tons of coverage back at BamaInsider.com. Boom, what's up, man? How you been? Hey, what's up, Kyle? How are you doing this week, man? You're, you finally uh, ready to cover cover some football? Oh, man, I am so excited. And we got tons of great stuff lined up for you at BamaInsider.com. So stay with the YouTube channel. Stay with BamaInsider.com. We got some great stuff lined up for you on Friday and Saturday. You do not want to miss it. So now is a perfect time to hit that subscribe button and become a member of either right here on YouTube or BamaInsider.com. Tons of stuff uh, going on. But as you know, everyone, we talk recruiting with Bone on Tuesday. And as everyone knows, I mean, it's a filled up class, almost 21 commitments, still number one in the Rivals.com recruiting rankings. Um, Bone, before we get started, I just dropped a video on William Anderson. Um, he's a freshman at Alabama, continues to make waves. Um, he's actually listed as a starting outside linebacker for the defense, which is really incredible. Um, I mean, kind of paint the backstory about William Anderson. He was obviously a five-star, but how much hype, and um, and maybe it wasn't even hype, but what did we know about him before he even came to Alabama and, and kind of talk about his recruiting process because he's absolutely killing it right now. Yeah, you know, well, you know, this is a guy that had uh, had 40 sacks during his junior and senior, uh, you know, seasons uh, combined. I mean, you know, an elite pass rusher, very hard coming off the edge. And he's a big kid. I mean, he's, uh, you know, I think he's close to 250 pounds now at Alabama. Uh, you know, very physical, just, you know, very quick. He's somebody that uh, that Alabama fans are going to quickly fall in love with. Um, you know, we knew about him, you know, early on in his recruitment. You know, he was a top priority target for Alabama, you know, very early uh, throughout the spring. And I, I think, you know, possibly one of the reasons why there wasn't just a ton of attention on him was, um, you know, didn't really go to a ton of camps, but also, you know, didn't have that Georgia offer. And, uh, you know, sometimes that, that plays into it a little bit. You know, if there's a kid from the state of Alabama – that goes out of state that doesn't have a you know Alabama offer an Auburn offer um, you know sometimes they get a little bit overlooked uh, but I think with William Anderson um, you know he just continued to ball out every single uh, time he stepped on the field and then he played in the uh, U.S. Army All America game and just had an unbelievable uh, showing down there um, you know not just in the game but uh, but every single day at practice uh, just brought his A game and um, you know he earned it I mean he he was a five star for a reason and um, you know you never know how some five stars are going to turn out um, you know once they get on campus but I think he's certainly a guy who is uh, who's going to turn a lot of heads this uh, this fall and I think a lot of Alabama fans are going to be very excited about uh, William Anderson. Well, thank you very much, everyone, for joining us. Um, as you know, Tuesday we talk recruiting, and I just wanted to get Bones' take on William Anderson Jr. just because, I mean, he's been dominant at fall training camp. Coming in, it's always impressive to see these freshmen, but to see a freshman actually come in and start right off the bat, um, it certainly says a lot. You also got Malachi Moore, who's a freshman, um, who will also be starting at the star position, probably uh, Brian Branch as well. So tons of coverage on the team front, and we'll talk team tomorrow night on Wednesday during our team show. Um, and I'll take your calls and we'll have a good time. And I got something special planned for you uh, tomorrow night. Um, Bone, uh, we're starting to get some questions in. You can Now is a great time to post your recruiting questions for Andrew. And we, Bone and I were kind of talking about this before. We might go 30 minutes on some of these shows going forward just because the class is full. And then we might, you know, we'll, we'll get together as a staff and kind of figure out the direction um, as we push to 2022. But right now, with there's so much, um, you know, commits on board, you know, there's just not a lot going on. But you guys love recruiting. So do we. So we're going to talk about it. 
Um, and we got our first question uh, coming in tonight, and um, it's from Daniel and asking about Amarius Mims, obviously um, one of the top offensive linemen in the entire country. Bone, kind of what's the latest? And, um, you know, Alabama fans, of course, would love to get their hands on uh, Amarius Mims and have him join this electric class. Yeah, you know, yeah, as we know, all know, Alabama has one of the best offensive line classes. Well, you know, the best offensive line class in the country right now. It's certainly uh, one of the best in the Nick Saban era with, uh, you know, four elite offensive line commitments, including Tommy Brockermeyer, J.C. Latham, both five-star tackles. You have T.J. Ferguson and James Brockermeyer uh, to round out the class so far. Now, they've always kind of thought, you know, get four or five offensive linemen in this class, but get four or five really special guys. Well, Adding a commitment from Amarius Mims would be absolutely huge for Alabama. It would put them in the category of potentially the best offensive line class of all time if they're able to uh, get Amarius Mims on board. But, you know, as many people kind of assume, it's you know, it's been kind of a Georgia-Tennessee uh, recruiting battle. It seems like for the last month or so, I'd say two months ago, all the talk was Alabama versus Georgia for him. Now everybody's saying it's, it's Georgia versus Tennessee. Alabama still is still in this thing. I would not rule them out one bit. You know, he continues to talk to the Alabama coaching staff almost on a daily basis. Uh, he's trying to get over to Tuscaloosa um, again before he announces his decision on October the 14th. Now, you, know, you look at Alabama's recruiting class, you say, well, you know, there's no way he's going to join a class uh, with the other guys that are currently committed. Why not? Why would he not join, you know, that class? You know, I don't think he's scared of competition. He's also a guy that, you know, would be coming in with this class as opposed to, you know, going at, you know, going to Alabama and all these five stars are ahead of him. Uh, like it might be maybe at some other school. So I think he's looking at all aspects of it. I, I don't know if I would predict Alabama for Mims just yet. I certainly think that Alabama's in the race, but uh, I would still probably lean more towards Georgia and Tennessee just because he's been to both schools. Uh, you know, it, it seems like, you know, at least two or three times over the course of the last a uh, couple months, uh, just on his own. I mean, he you know he can't even visit with the coaching staff uh, when he visit takes takes these visits to these schools. So, uh, you know, making those trips over to those schools, uh, you know, he's saying he's hoping to visit Alabama uh, before making that decision. So we'll see if that happens. If that happens, you never know what may happen. But um, but I, I do think that Alabama still very much in it for Marius Mills. But I, I wouldn't bet on them at this time. But I just I don't buy into this, you know, this belief that he's not going to Alabama because of Tommy Brockermeyer or J.C. Latham. I just I don't think he cares about that because, like I said, he's going to be on the same level playing field with those guys once he steps on campus. They're all they would all be freshmen. Uh, so I don't think that would be the reason if he goes somewhere else. I think it'd be you know an, another reason. So, um, you know, it just, you know, maybe a relationship with the coaching staff or just feels like he's got a, you know, a, a better opportunity somewhere else. But I don't think it's because of the kids who are committed in, in this recruiting class. All right. And uh, as you guys know, tonight, uh, all super chats go to Andrew bone super chats, basically like tips, hit that dollar sign. Um, there in the chat button right there. And, um, you know, all super chats go to Andrew Bone of BamInsider.com. We got to update uh, the super chat leaderboard. I'll post a, a graphic on on YouTube. But right now, uh, you know, they're the leaders. And uh, there's a couple of new additions to this list that we need to update. So uh, Randall Williams, obviously, Tony Hill, Bombs, of course, Gary Franklin. I mean, all those guys in the Club 100. And, of course, everybody. You know, and if, if you're not a part of the Super Chat Club or you're not a part of the Touchdown Club or the Loyalty Club right here on BamInsider.com, um, 
you know, we, we appreciate a simple thumbs up. It goes a long way. helps our channel get out to other Alabama Crimson Tide football fans, as well as following us on social media, whether that's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that. We appreciate it. But, of course, back at BamaInsider.com is where all the coverage goes down. Um, Bone, we got another question, and that's coming from John. What's up, John? Thank you very much for the question. We appreciate it. Um, update on Tomise Adele and Shamar Turner. Yeah, you know, two of Alabama's top defensive end targets, uh, you know, they're still out there, both uncommitted. You know, we know Tamise Adelie decommitted from Ohio State earlier this summer. Um, you know, Alabama's still fighting hard for both of these guys. Uh, you know, I don't think either one are close to making a decision at this time. Uh, you know, Tamise probably going to take it a little bit, uh, you know, closer to signing day or on signing day. And Shamar Turner, you know, continues to say that he wants to wait it out. He wants to take some visits. You know, he's visited Alabama, visited Texas, visited Texas A&M, has not visited two of the other schools in his top five. That's Georgia and LSU. He wants to visit those schools. So, you know, in terms of, a, you know, there's a lot of guys that are out there that Alabama's pursuing. And, you know, with only five spots remaining, um, you know, it, it's going to be pretty tight you know, come December, come January, when uh, when it's top targets, you know, start hopefully taking some visits and hopefully making some decisions. So it's going to be very interesting kind of see what happens. But you know, Alabama's still fighting hard for both of them. I, I, you know, if I were, were to pick one who I would say I think Alabama may have a better chance with at this time, you know, I've been saying Shamar Turner for the last, you know, couple months, but you know, with Tamise Delia decommitting from uh, Ohio State, um, you know, being such close friends with uh, with Jalen Milrow, I just think Alabama, you know, may have a better shot at, uh, at potentially landing him in this class. Now, Shamar Turner, you know, I still think Alabama is very high on his list, but you know, Texas, Texas A&M, also, you know, he likes both of those programs a lot, a little bit closer to home. He also, he also visited Texas here recently, and they're, you know, they're certainly, um, you know. Uh, pushing very hard for him. So we'll see what happens there. But I think if Shamar Turner gets back to Tuscaloosa, I think, um, you know, there's a good chance he's in this class as well. But um, Alabama does, in my opinion, want to take two more defensive ends. They have one committed in Monkel Goodwin, which, you know, really elite player. But I think they want to try to take three. Uh, if they can get three, if they can get, th you know, three guys that they really love, Monkel Goodwin being one, if they can get Shamar Turner to Misa Adelier, uh, on board, they'd be extremely happy. And obviously, there's some other guys that they're still recruiting at the defensive end position. You know, we've mentioned them before. Um, you know, JT Tuomola, um, uh, Tyreek Sapp, Corey Foreman, uh, Shambry Jackson, you know, all those guys still being heavily pursued by Alabama at this time. All right. Um, another update or another question, rather, from um, John. He's asking about um, Xavier Sori. You know, Rob Cassidy, um, who covers uh, recruiting for Rivals.com, actually, I think uh, he's now on the basketball beat, uh, but he attended uh, the IMG Academy Edgewater game on, uh, on I think it was last Thursday. Uh, Xavier Sori uh, has not played yet this season. I think he's been battling a foot injury, but he was on the sideline, and uh, Rob had an opportunity to kind of spend some time with him and speak to him. And, you know, it certainly seems like, you know, Alabama, Georgia, Florida are kind of the schools, you know, really fighting hard for him uh, in terms of, you know, I think those are the three schools that are kind of out, out ahead of the others. Now, he still likes, uh, you know, still likes Auburn, still likes LSU, but I think it comes down to between Florida, Alabama, and, uh, and Georgia for him. You know, another one of these guys that's not in a rush to make a decision. He knows all these schools love him. Uh, they're all going to probably wait until signing day for him. So uh, he's willing to kind of wait it out take some visits and then make that, that decision. But 
I do think Alabama, you know, may have a slight advantage for him at this time, but, uh, you know, continue to watch out for Georgia, continue to watch out for Florida with him. But, um, but Alabama has continued to make a strong impression with him. South and Siri, uh, been the lead recruiter there, done one heck of a job recruiting him thus far. And, you know, it could be a big win for, uh, for Coach Sal again in the state of Florida. All right. Uh, Alabama Black Snake is <laughs> asking, what are we doing differently to land players like Taryn Arnold? To me, said Ellie, JT Tuomola and Xavier Sori. Obviously, a lot of people want to know about Taryn Arnold. Um, what, what's what's the movement? And obviously, you know, uh, help Alabama Black Snake out there, Bone. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I, I think with uh, you know, with, you know, the top end guys, top tier guys that Alabama continues to push for that they really want in this class. I mean, you know, Alabama currently sits with the number one recruiting class in the country, but. You know, obviously, if they don't sign any other players, they're not going to finish number one. You know, Ohio State or Georgia or somebody else is going to finish number one. So you got to get some of these big dogs that are left out there. You got to get some of these guys on board. Now, I believe Alabama will. And, you know, obviously, you know, with COVID-19 and the NCAA, uh, you know, extending the dead period until January 1st, it kind of, you know, throws a wrench into things. But with Alabama, you know, it's just continuing to you know, build those relationships, continuing uh, to do FaceTime calls. I think Nick Saban's probably done more FaceTime calls, uh, you know, this year than he's ever done before combined. Um, you know, you never really – you know, I always heard about maybe one or two FaceTime calls uh, from Nick Saban, uh, you know, during a recruiting cycle. Uh, and he's given he, – he's talking to recruits, you know, six, seven, eight, nine, ten times um, on FaceTime. So he's he's been very, very active. I think the coaching staff's done a great job. And I think the new strength and conditioning staff has also done a tremendous job. I think, you know, that's something that a lot of people don't talk about, that they don't hear. Um, I think if we would have seen – um, you know, if we would not have seen the you know recruiting period being shut down and recruits been able to visit campus during the spring, during the summer, um, I think we'd see, you know, maybe a few more commitments on board. Um, I think this new strength and conditioning staff is extremely impressive. Uh, I think they've I think everybody's been blown away from, uh, you know, just from talking to different recruits, seeing that, um, you know, the you know different players on the team tweet about these guys how it's just you know so different and they're just so impressive I think uh, I think with those guys also helping on the recruiting end by FaceTiming video uh, you know uh, video conferencing with different recruits um, sending them you know different graphics and, and information I think that's been a big help for Alabama's class as well. All right, uh, good stuff, Bone. Appreciate it. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, we got a first uh, super chat coming in. Thank you so much. We appreciate it um vegas man thank you vegas appreciate it that's the one one a hand or two and and vegas man um i mean subscriber for a long time on bamiinsider.com you can always find him on the recruiting board does uh he loves recruiting eats it up so um glad to have you he has more more than me sometimes vegas man's on top of it he actually check this out vegas man actually won the rivals.com um future cast right I mean, right. I think he got like one thousand years free on Rivals or something like that. So I, you know, I, I think uh, and I and he, I think he got paid pretty well too. Yep. Yeah, I think he got like he got a few thousand dollars. And so if you join Rivals, <laughs> your predictions, you're and you you uh you you at the top of the list, you don't get paid by Rivals.com. So uh, so, so that's another uh you know 
incentive to jump on to rivals.com. <laughs> and of course, there's the free promo code, which is simply roll tide. All right, we got another super chat coming in. All right, here we go. Thank you so much. And all the super chats tonight go to Andrew Bone. What is a super chat? A lot of people ask me, what's a super chat? It's basically a tip. Um, it's probably, I should probably say tip more. It's basically like, you know, if you want to tip the show, um, you know, it's just like when you, when you go to your favorite bar or whatever, you know, you tip your favorite, uh, bartender instead of serving drinks for serving recruiting nuggets. So there you go. Um, bombs dropping bombs. Whoa, look at this. Look at the new avatar bombs is upgraded. I like it. Uh, that's nice. That's real cool. All right. So he's got, so bombs is asking what's plan B if Alabama does, uh, don't get a package deal in Xavier story and Terry Arnold. Take it away, Bone. Vegas and Bob's, thank y'all so much for the uh, for the tips. Uh, it's really appreciated, appreciated, and um, you know, very happy to have you guys uh, on our show every single week. But you know, Plan B for if they uh, don't get a package deal with Sorry, well, you know, with Sorry, it's more of uh, I think he's more of a you know a tier one type player. You you don't turn him down. He's a guy that Alabama really wants. Um, you know, they've recruited him for a long time. He has a spot until National Signing Day. But in terms of taking another linebacker, I just don't see Alabama taking another linebacker if his name's not Xavier Sori at this time. Now, we've mentioned Christian Zachary a few times uh, on the show. Um, but in my opinion, he's more of a defensive end because he's about 250 pounds right now. So I, I kind of throw him more in the defensive end category, uh, kind of a tweener between linebacker and defensive end. But um, in Terry and Arnold, you know, obviously Alabama you know, wants him pretty bad. He's been a top priority uh, since day one. And it also looks like he's probably going to wait until signing day, I, I still think that Alabama, you know, is in great shape with him. Um, I think they are in the driver's seat at this time. Now, you know, once again, <coughs> excuse me, not going to decide anytime soon. So Georgia, Florida, uh, a lot of these schools still heavily involved with him. You know, he likes a lot of these programs. So he's going to kind of let the recruiting process play out. But you know, Alabama still uh, still sitting in, um, you know, I think in good shape for him. But we're not going to see anything from him until probably at least, um, you know, January or maybe even February. All right. Um, and thanks again, bombs and Vegas man for the super chats. We really appreciate it. Um, all right. We, we've had a couple of people uh, go back and forth about um, ask about the recruiting class at uh, bone. I mean, it, it's early. We, we still got, you know, plenty of time to push through. Um, does Alabama have enough right now? T do you think that they're going to land the number one uh, class in, in the country when, Things are said and done. Well, I think a lot, of, a lot will depend on the final rankings. Um, you know, how many five stars, how many four stars, rivals, one hundred type players are going to uh, end up in this recruiting class. And you know, currently sitting with twenty one commitments, I don't know if that's going to be enough. I think Alabama is going to have to land a couple more guys, uh, a couple more elite guys to, to finish with the top recruiting class in the country. Because you look at Ohio State, who's currently, you know just right behind Alabama for the for the number one overall class. And we've we've seen that kind of flip-flop um a few times over the course of the last few weeks. But you know, Ohio State currently, you know, considered number one. We we're not one hundred percent certain, but it seems like they're sitting number one for a pair of five stars right now. And that's uh Emeka Abuka, the uh, number one wide receiver in the country uh out of the state of Washington. Another kid out of the state of Washington that many feel like is going to end up at Ohio State is JT Toamola, the five-star defensive end, number four overall player in the country out of Seattle. So if Ohio State ends up landing both of those guys, I think they've got the number one class in the country. But Alabama, still heavily involved with JT Toamola, still could potentially land uh, Tumise Adelier. I mean, there's a lot of guys that 
you know, could really tilt this thing uh, in Alabama's favor if they're able to land, you know, some of these top end guys down the home stretch. But it's going to be a tight recruiting battle. And I, I just wouldn't rule out, you know, some of these other programs that may be outside the top five right now, um, you know, Oklahoma, uh, Georgia, you know, those are programs that, you know, many people see uh, climbing up the, uh, you know, up the team rankings over the course of the next couple months. LSU, that's another program, um, you know, Think about Corey Foreman and Mason Smith. They keep saying they're going to be uh, – they're going to the same school. They, they continue to say that. Uh, top two, it seems like, of uh, LSU and Georgia right now. What if one of those schools ends up landing both of those guys? So we'll have to continue to wait and see. But Alabama sitting with number one right now. Um, I think, you know, it could either go – it could go either way with Alabama and Ohio State right now. Just got to let it play out and see what happens. All right. Good stuff. We appreciate the questions. Um, Tanner is asking which committed prospects have really jumped out to you so far early in the season that could seriously compete for their fifth star. Yeah, well, you know, there's a couple guys who are, you know, already in that kind of five star category in terms of uh, Ja'Cory Brooks, uh, J.C. Latham. They're not technically five stars, but, uh, you know, Rivals always has 32 to 35 five stars. They're both currently in the top 23, so and and I don't think there's anything that's going to change, um, you know, their rankings much. I think both of them have balled out. They're both going to be five star recruits. So um, I wouldn't, I don't even want to really kind of name them as future five stars because, in my opinion, they already are five stars. Um, you know, a guy that I really like a lot, um, that I I really hope that the rivals, you know, national regional guys go out and see him is Deontay Lawson. I, I think he's just an absolute. Uh, superstar. Um, I think he's having a, a heck of a, a senior season right now. And Mobile Christian, um, you know, many people know about his, you know, first game of the season when he uh, battled against UMS Wright, had 24 tackles. I think this guy's an absolute stud and one of the most uh, underrated players uh, in the entire country. So, um, so I, I'd keep an eye on him if he if he can at least be seen at some point. If he can, uh, you know, at least um, you know potentially play in an All Star game and uh, if they have All Star games at the end of this season, and um, you know, hopefully he'll get a chance to uh, to really shine. But um, you know, maybe some other guys that uh, I know that the rival staff is high on Dallas Turner. It looks like his season is going to finally get going uh, in October. So that's a guy that I'd kind of keep an eye on. And uh, Christian Leary, um, you know, another wide receiver out of Edgewater uh, in Orlando. You know, that's another guy that you know many people feel like you know could earn that could earn that fifth star. I know Dallas Turner outside the Rivals 100 right now, but it's kind of more so all the national guys from what I've been told just want to see him again. Um, you know, they couldn't they didn't really want to move him up just yet, just because. They had not seen him since I think last year. They want to see him a little bit more, but feel like you know he's got the biggest potential in terms of moving up, potentially having a uh, uh, a William Anderson rise in the rankings. We saw William Anderson. I think he was in the kind of two hundred uh, range at some at one point during his senior year, and then he really kind of turned it on, and and everybody finally got a chance to see him, and he moved all the way from in the two hundreds to a five star. By, uh, by signing day. So uh, that's potentially something that we might see from Dallas Turner uh, as long as he gets to play this season. All right. Now there's a super chat coming in. Uh, Brayden, thank right. you very much. We appreciate it. Bone, give him a shout out. Thank you, man. Really appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. I mean, um, you know, the super chats basically like tips. Um, all tips go to Andrew Bone tonight. So thank you very much. Um, hope you guys enjoy the content. And um, not only on the recruiting side, but on the team side, as you know, 
pumping out a lot of content for you guys on the video front and tons of coverage back at BamInsider.com. If you're not a subscriber right now, now is a perfect time. Um, take advantage of that free promo code, which is Roll Tide. Tons of coverage as we gear up for Alabama, um, who is taking on Missouri. I think right now, 28-point favorite uh, going into that one. A um, couple other questions uh, going in. Um, there, there's kind of been a little bit of smoke, I guess, Bone, about uh, maybe um, – you know, uh, Dallas Turner and if, uh, he could potentially flip, what do you think about that? Yeah, that seemed to be a hot message board rumor uh, about a, about a week ago. And, uh, you know, I had an opportunity to speak to, uh, to Dallas's father the other night and, uh, just did not get that feeling at all. Uh, I felt like, you know, he's very solid with his commitment to Alabama. They hadn't really been talking to other schools much now, you know, are they still listening to other schools? You know, Probably so. You know, most of these top recruits are still here from from different schools and, and talking to him a little bit. But uh, he, they sounded extremely firm um, with the commitment to Alabama. So I'm, I'm not too concerned uh, about Dallas flipping at this time. And um, you know, I think he's very anxious to get his season started and get his career started down in Tuscaloosa. All right. Good stuff. Um, OK, thank you very much for all the super chats um, going through. Um, now is obviously a great time to post your recruiting questions for Bone. And um, I know we had kind of set uh, maybe a, a cap on, on the show, but I mean, th there's a lot of questions coming in. So we're just going to roll with it. I mean, no pressure. I mean, if uh, if we you know continue to pass the threshold, I mean, you guys want to talk recruiting? We'll talk recruiting with you guys, of course. Um, OK, so um, Tyler is asking uh, any updates on uh, Jordan Gilbert. Yeah, you know, Jordan Gilbert, you know, one of Alabama's top defensive back targets. I think, you know, it's kind of still the status quo. Um, you know, not much has changed in his recruitment. Um, you know, Alabama's, you know, still very much involved there. You know, with Alabama, it's kind of tricky because they have four, you know, really good defensive back commitments. I think they're probably going to take five, you know, they're definitely going to take five. But will they take six? I think that's kind of the question mark. Uh, will they take two more defensive backs in this class? And you know, Jordan Gilbert, somebody that they've heavily recruited that they like a lot. He, he came down to junior day, uh, you know, several months ago. Uh, but you still have Terry and Arnold um, out there. You still have Sage Ryan. You still have Jaquincy McKinstry. Even though many people feel like Kool Aid's going to end up going elsewhere. You know, he's still out there. He's not committed yet. So uh, I think, you know, Darden Gilbert certainly kind of in the mix, involved. Uh, I don't know if Alabama's waiting to see what happens with some other guys before they, they make a move with him. But uh, he's being treated as a, um, you know, certainly being treated as a top target for Alabama. And they they talk to him very regularly. He's, you know, they're in his top five. But, uh, but maybe, just maybe, uh, they have to wait until to see what happens with some of these other guys uh, before taking um, – before taking Gilbert at this time. All right. Yeah. And, um, Hey, thank you so much. We appreciate it. You know, all, all the feedback, uh, we, we appreciate you guys being here, joining us and, um, you know, talking recruiting with us here on Tuesday night. Um, Ronnie wants to update on Tyreek Sapp. Well, you know, kind of like Dallas Turner, he's about to get a season started. So I think that's kind of what his focus he's focused on right now. Um, you know, the NCAA last week coming out with, uh, you know, saying that the recruiting dead period is going to be extended until January the 1st. Um, you know, a lot of these recruits hoping to, you know, make decisions, hoping to sign in uh, in December. It's all going to depend on if these kids, you know, a lot of these kids are going to decide in December. Tyreek Sapp signs in December. Uh, I don't think Alabama's got much of a chance with him, especially if they can't get him back. Uh, in Tuscaloosa, um, you know, he's committed to Florida right now. Florida's having one heck of a recruiting year uh, so far. So as of right now, 
Still think he ends up sticking with Florida, but if he ends up making a trip up to Tuscaloosa, then, uh, then they're going to have a shot. All righty. As we continue to move through the show, um, just post your questions in the comment box. I'll get to them when I can. Um, Cameron is asking for an update on Brian Thomas. I mean, we talked about Brian Thomas maybe a thousand times on the show. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, you, and you never know if something's going to change because, you know, things change change week to week uh, with a lot of these guys. With, with Brian Thomas, I hate sound repetitive with a lot of these kids, but, you know, it's still just kind of, you know, status quo. You know, like he's just kind of waiting. Um, you know, LSU had a big recruiting weekend, you know, a few weeks back. He ended up not going on that trip, you know, kind of hearing, that, you know, that shouldn't be an indication as to where he stands in his recruitment. But I do think that Alabama – is a um, you know is in great shape with them. I do think it's a you know top two recruiting battle between Alabama and LSU. I think it's probably gone back and forth many many times. So you know, Alabama's pushing hard for him. They really want him uh, to be that fourth wide receiver in this class. Um, you know he's a top priority target. But at the same time, he does not seem to be in a rush. He wants to make some visits, and you know. I don't know if he's going to end up you know, being able to take the visits that he wants just because I think he was waiting until the fall to see if he could visit schools like Georgia and Texas A&M schools that he hasn't seen yet. Um, he's visited Alabama and LSU multiple times, but really wanted to get to A&M in, uh, in Georgia. And obviously, that's not going to happen, at least not this fall. It may happen you know, in January if he decides to wait. Um, but you know, from everything we've heard, he's probably going to wait and announce it, uh, I guess, at the Under Armour All-America game. I think that's the game he's playing in, uh, if not the U.S. Army All-American game. So one of those two games he's playing in it, um, and it's probably going to be Alabama or LSU. I just don't see him going to a – you know, even though Alabama's gotten a few uh, commitments this year that have not visited, I don't see him going to uh, Georgia or Texas A&M without visiting either one of those schools. So going to be an Alabama-LSU battle. Um, I think Alabama's in the lead today, but, hey, you know, tomorrow it could be LSU. I think it's – like I said, I think it goes back and forth – just about every single week, and Alabama has got you know they have got to stay on top of it every single day recruiting him because um, you know they know it it can easily change. But I think they've d done a great job thus far in his recruitment. All right, another super chat coming in. Thank you very much, Hunter. I appreciate it. Um, asking for a story update. We, we already talked about Xavier Sorry, but um, real quick, Bone, kind of give him just the the skinny on Xavier Sorry, a prospect we've talked about and a prospect that um, Alabama is certainly in contention for. Yeah, thanks. Thank you very much for the tip, Hunter. Um, really appreciate it. Um, you know, with Sorry, you know, we did talk about him earlier in the show, but that's you know no problem at all. Um, you know, I do think that Alabama probably has a slight edge for him at this time, but you know, this is a uh, you know this is going to be a tough recruiting battle all the way until uh, until signing day. You know, when he's kind of expected to make that decision. Georgia, Florida, you know all top three schools for him. It's going to be very interesting kind of see what happens because we, you know, continue to hear that uh, Sori and Terry and Arnold really want to play college football together. It seems like those are the three schools that are most consistent in, in their recruitment. And uh, it seems like Alabama has the edge for both of them at this time. But, um, you know, Georgia could end up getting them. Florida could end up getting them. It, it's a very, very tight uh, recruiting battle for, for those two guys between those three schools. All right. And uh, we got a question coming in. This is from Vegas, man. Thank you earlier for the super chat, the tip. We appreciate it. Um, did Christian Zacharias supposed to commit in October? I think the staff will give him the green light. Well, it's possible. Um, yeah, it's going to be tough because of the number situation. I mean, you know, we know how tight the numbers are right now. You know, 21 commitments, probably only five spots left. You know, 
you never know what's going to happen on you know with the remaining targets on the offensive side of the ball. Um, you know, Alabama's probably waiting to see what's going to happen with Mims. You know, obviously, you know, still kind of waiting to see what's going to happen with Brian Thomas. And then, you know, you flip over to the defensive side of the ball. You know, there's so, as we mentioned, there's so many defensive end targets who are out there. Um, uh, JT Tillamola, you know, Shamar Turner, Shambry Jackson, Jamisa Adelier, Corey Foreman, um, you know, Tyreek Sapp, you know, all these guys are just waiting and waiting and waiting. So it makes it kind of difficult to say, all right, well, we're going to get the green light to somebody, uh, you know, especially in, you know, look at linebacker position, Xavier Sori, then defensive back, you know, Taron Arnold and Jaquincy McKinstry and Sage Ryan and Jordan Gilbert. There's just, there's a lot of names out there for five spots uh, left in this class. So it's going to be interesting to kind of see what Alabama decides to do here. I know they really like Christian Zachary a lot. Um, is it a top priority position? Not necessarily. Um, you know, it's, he's, but he's an elite pass rusher and somebody they like a lot. So we'll probably have to wait another week or two to kind of find out if they're going to really push for him, um, you know, before he decides, but it, you know, he does have that decision date. I believe it's October the 15th, if I'm not mistaken. So, um, they're going to have to make a decision here pretty soon. And, and you know, you never know if he does, he might decide to push it back just a little bit as well. All right. Now is a great time to um, hit that thumbs up. We appreciate the thumbs up. That really helps get our channel out to other Alabama Crimson Tide football fans. And be sure and subscribe to our channel. Uh, most of you probably already are subscribed to our channel, so we appreciate that. Um, and spread, spreading the word about BamaInsider.com certainly helps in, in our YouTube channel as well. So thank you very much. Hit the thumbs up button. We appreciate it. Um, got another question coming in. Um, this is from Dorsey. And you just hit on uh, Sage Ryan just a little bit. but. Um, Bama made Sage Ryan's top three. Uh, any chance with him? I, I I know you've talked about him several times being a strong LSU lean. Yeah, you know, I never put out a top three with Alabama, uh, Clemson, and LSU. I, I think it's more probably a top two uh, between Alabama and LSU. I think it's kind of been that way uh, for a few months, probably ever, excuse me, ever since he visited Alabama uh, for junior day earlier this year. Yeah, I do think it's going to be tough for Alabama to land him. Uh, just, you know, a lot of family connections with, with LSU, grew up an LSU fan. Obviously, they've, uh, you know, they have a you know, tremendous, uh, you know, school for defensive backs, you know, as well as Alabama. But, um, you know, being a home state school, you know, it's probably going to be pretty tough to pull him off. But he's yet to make a decision. I think a lot of people are probably surprised by that. that he has yet to commit to LSU. So he's, uh, you know, kind of taking a, uh, you know, a, a slow approach to it, you know, making sure he makes the right decision. Alabama's got a chance. Um, you know, I think he ends up at LSU, but um, to ask if, if they have a chance with him, I, I certainly believe so. All right. Um, I wanted to, to tell everybody as well. Um, I was going to build out like a quick little graphic. Uh, give me one second. Um, but our podcast is now available on iTunes and um, Apple Podcasts, rather. So, what you do if you listen to podcasts and you want to catch our shows or hear the Nick Saban press conference or you're on the road, road or um, you know you're working out or whatever, just go to Apple Podcasts and search Bama Insider and please subscribe to our podcast. And um, I'll turn this into a podcast right after, so uh, you can listen to Andrew and I talk about recruiting and take your questions and um, trying to trying to improve our uh, podcast. And we we have so much audio, you know, that we just basically transition to a podcast. So definitely check us out. Um, all right, let's see. We got some more stuff. Um, just like the Dorito bag. This is my favorite user on here. The Dorito bag. He's such a strong supporter of our channel. I love it. 
and, and do like the Dorito bag says. Hit the thumbs up and subscribe. We appreciate it. <laughs> um, okay, we got a couple of team questions. Hey, team show is tomorrow night on Wednesday. Um, we'll do it a little after 8 p.m. We got Nick Saban tomorrow night. Um, we'll do practice footage and then we'll talk team right here on BamiInsider.com. Um, I agree, Jonathan. Uh, Bone is the man. Great work. Uh, Bone, give Jonathan a shout out. Thank you, Jonathan. Appreciate it, man. All right. Let's see uh, what other recruiting questions we have as, as we kind of work towards uh, the later part of the show. Um, how about this one? Uh, will Corey Foreman or Mason Smith visit? Obviously, those guys can't uh, visit, but they could come if just by themselves, right? Well, can can you explain that a little bit? Yeah, you know, and they've taken a few visits. Uh, they visited LSU, visited Georgia. Of course, you know that was before the season started. Um, you know, they were able to get up to both, both campuses. Now they couldn't visit with the coaching staff. You know, couldn't go inside the facilities, but they could tour the campus and you know see different things. Um, but you know. Alabama certainly would love to get both of these guys on campus. They they keep saying they're a package deal. They're going to the same school, and it seems like that's you know even though I, I've said many times before, you never really see that happening. You don't. I mean, you really don't see this uh, happen very often. Uh, it certainly seems like with these guys, they want to play together, even though they've you know they don't really. I wouldn't say they're best friends or anything. They've gone. I think they've obviously gone on a couple trips together. They met each other at a, at a camp, uh, I think last year and, you know, kind of hit it off and then really wanted to play college football together. So you know, there's a lot of talk about, you know, them going to the same school and a lot of talk that it's going to be Georgia or LSU, but Alabama is in the running for both of them at this time. Um, you know, they want to get those guys on campus, you know, very much. I think it's going to be very hard to do during the season. Now, now that we're in the season, it's going to be hard for any recruits to, to visit campus or go to games. Cause you know, you're not getting tickets to games. Um, you know, you're, you're not being brought in by, by coaches. You're not being, being flown in on, on, you know, Saturday morning or, or Friday night after your, uh, your high school football game. Well, with Corey Foreman, he's not there. California's not playing high school, so he could visit, but, uh, I just don't see him making a trip to Tuscaloosa, uh, this season, um, potentially after the season, you know, if those guys decide to wait, until you know January, February to make decisions, then yes, we potentially see those guys on campus. But if they, those guys, let's say they decide in um, you know at an All American game in January, probably not going to see them in Tuscaloosa. But uh, but if they they wait it out, then we probably will see them uh, maybe sometime in January. Uh, okay. How about uh, Tanner's asking? How highly ranked do you think Kadarius Callaway finishes? I feel he is very underrated. I know you've talked about. Um, him before, and you probably feel he's underrated as well, right, Bone? Well, I do. I think I think you can go watch his high school, uh, you know, highlight film, his junior junior tape, and uh, you know, it's going to blow you away. I mean, he's a guy that had close to a thousand yards receiving as a junior, had eleven interceptions as a junior. Uh, you know, he's rated as the number six player in the state of Mississippi. He should be rated number one player in the state of Mississippi, in my opinion. Um, but you know, I do also think that um, you know the rival staff. You know, he's one of those guys that they just haven't seen. I think they wanted to see him during the spring. You know, that's usually a time where you go out and you, you're able to see kids. They come to camp, they compete. Uh, you know, you see them at, you know, different college camps as well. So, uh, you know, unfortunately nobody got, had a chance to see him. And, uh, and I think he's got an opportunity to potentially, you know, really move up in the rankings. He's a, like I said, I think he's an elite player. You know, he's six, he's listed six foot one, 196 pounds on rivals.com. And I think that's, uh, I just don't think it's been updated in a while. Maybe I'll go in there and update it tonight. I think he's close to about 210 pounds uh, at this time. And, 
I know many people see him as a safety, but you know, I think he also has the ability to play corner. And I think that's what Alabama likes the most about him is his versatility. Uh, he's a four five oh forty type guy. Uh, so just because he's two hundred ten pounds, he, he, I don't think people need to write him off as uh, just playing safety. I think he's you know he can play corner uh, just as well. So uh, so we'll see what happens once he gets uh, to campus, once he develops. Um, you know, works with the uh, the defensive back coaches. You know, Nick Saban, you know, Carl Scott. Uh, Charles Kelly, and they'll figure it out. And Pete Golden, they'll figure out what position you know he he fits in best at. And I think that's you know that's another thing about you know missing summer camps. You know, a lot of these guys, you know, Alabama probably took uh, you know as defensive backs. Um, you know, they would have had an opportunity to see them in camp this summer, uh, been able to work them out, and really had a good feel as to what position you know they were going to play once they got to college. You know, rather than you know, really not seeing them, you know, during the spring, during the summer, or, you know, and even during the fall, except for on, on film and then kind of having to figure out once they get on campus. All right. Um, good stuff. Uh, Dorsey is asking bone. Do you think Dallas Turner will get a recruiting bump like William Anderson did last year? I think he deserves one on rivals. Yeah. I kind of went over this earlier. Um, if you didn't, if you didn't see it, that's fine. Um, yeah, I think with, uh, with Turner, you know, he certainly got a chance to uh, to make a strong impression. I think with him having a senior season, that's going to help. Um, you know, I think his season is supposed to start, uh, you know, first or second week of October. So, you know, I think there's going to be a lot of eyes on him. A lot of people, you know, a lot of people very interested to kind of see how he he performs. And you know, as I said about William Anderson earlier, William Anderson was in the you know in the two hundreds in the rankings. Uh, during his senior season, and then you know, unbelievable senior season goes to All Star game, dominates, moved up all the way to a five star. So, you know, this is certainly a, a situation where we might see the same uh, results out of da- out of Dallas Turner. All right, um, as we kind of wind down towards the end of the show, um, Jonathan wants a score prediction. Bone, I mean, he's asking for it. I mean, Alabama is a twenty eight point favorite. I don't know if you're going to take the points. I mean, Missouri. And, and by the way, uh, Power Missouri um, on Rivals, they do a great job. It's uh, our sister website under the Rivals.com uh, network. Today they had an article that said seven players are out this weekend, not 12, but seven. Uh, five of those guys had tests that were inconclusive. Then they came back negative. We'll talk about um, Alabama and Missouri tomorrow night on the team show. Um, now knowing that, Bone, what's your score prediction uh, for Alabama-Missouri? Well, I was on a podcast earlier today uh, with some guys, and and I threw out forty. I think I threw out forty-five to ten. I think that was my prediction. Um, my score prediction for the game. I said, I, you know, I'm not sure, you know, which way it's going to go. It, which half Alabama is going to score the most points? And I think I said, maybe they come out in the in the first half and just blow them out in the first half. Um, but yeah, you know, they could start out slow. I mean, you know, I think everybody's going to be probably a little rusty, um, but everybody's going to be so fired up to get out there and finally being able to play. You just never know how it's going to turn out. But uh, I'm seeing, you know, 42 to 14, 45 10 uh, type game, big win for Alabama on Saturday. No doubt. All right. Okay. Um, all right. As we uh, kind of close out, we'll take uh, this last one. Can Kyrie Jackson be a starter when he gets to campus next season? Yeah, I think my uh, neighbor's car alarm's going off right now. Hopefully, it's not mine. But um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, I think Alabama loves Kyrie Jackson. I think with uh, uh, you know, with with um, 
my gosh, Patrick Sertain Jr. potentially, uh, you know, leaving early for the NFL draft. You know, I think there's a chance that uh, that Kyrie can come in and, and pick up right where, uh, you know, Patrick Sertain leaves off. So, you know, he's certainly an elite player. I think, you know, Alabama feels like he's one of the best junior college players that they've recruited in, in, in the last couple of years. So, yeah, I think he's definitely got a chance to, to make an impact early on in his career. All right. Good stuff uh, to, to end the show. And uh, Bone, you know, we need to make sure your car's not being stolen. Oh, no, no, clearly not my car. See if the, the, the alarm went off. So thanks to my neighbors for us. Uh, um, all right. You can catch us tomorrow night as we talk team. Uh, as we talked about earlier, we might cut down uh, these shows a little bit just because, you know, the class is so full and the class is already flexed on everybody being that they are ranked um, number one in the rivals.com recruiting rankings. Hey, don't forget to purchase your copy of Andrew Bones' uh, book. I'll bring up the details right now. Bone, give them the details on where they can get um, your, your book, The Road to Bama, Incredible Twists and Improbable Turns Along the Alabama Crimson Tide Recruiting Trail by your truly Andrew Bone. That's right. Uh, the Road to Bama officially comes out one week from today, September the 29th. Very excited about it. I think uh, Alabama fans are really going to enjoy it. Um, 18 chapters of former Alabama greats, uh, their life growing up, um, you know, their recruiting journey, and a lot of obviously a lot of twists and turns, uh, you know, involved in each chapter. So it was a lot of fun writing about you know the top players in Alabama history, from Leroy Jordan to Johnny Musso to Cornelius Bennett, David Palmer, D'Amico Ryan's, uh, Brody Croyle, um, you know, Trent Richardson and Tua Tagovailoa. So you know, it's a lot of fun talking to those guys, and I think a lot of people are going to be very. Uh, um, you know, very, uh, let's see, what's the word I want to use? Just, um, you know, I, it's going to be an eye opening book for a lot of, a lot of guys. I, I'll just say, I'll just say that. And I think it's, it's nothing bad, nothing bad, but I think a lot of people are going to really enjoy uh, the heck out of this book. I know I did writing it and uh, I hope uh, a lot of people will enjoy reading it. All right. So you can, uh, we'll put the link, uh, where to purchase the, his book. Yeah, you, can, uh, you can, you can go to Amazon. Uh, Barnes and Noble, Books a Million, uh, Triumph Books. Triumph uh, is my book publisher based out of Chicago. Uh, you can go to all those websites now and pre-order it. Um, and I would be very thankful for anyone who purchases a copy of this book because I think you'll really enjoy it because it covers a lot of history of the University of Alabama football program and um, you know, obviously a lot of history of these uh, these former Alabama greats. All right, good stuff. And uh, we'll put that in the description box. Um, Bone, it's always fun to catch up with you to talk recruiting. Um, tomorrow night is our team night. You got Nick Saban, um, his final press conference before Alabama takes the field for the first time during the 2020 season against Missouri um, TV ESPN. Time is 6 p.m. My name